There is a pattern in the Bitcoin chart which is playing out. And if this pattern plays out like it did in 2019, we could be in for a huge, huge, huge upside. We could be in for 2.7x just to get here. And then, well, who knows how big it goes to the top. Um, and that's on Bitcoin. The alts are going to go up much, much, much more than that. So we're going to talk about that pattern today. Also, if that pattern is real, we're going to look at the narratives that could be driving this, this market. And I've got some juicy narratives for you guys. We're going to look at the pumps on Aptos, DYDX, and a whole lot of other altcoins. And then there's one pump that may happen during the show. I've got an account open here. Uh, I'm on standby. I'm on standby to trade it if it does happen. Uh, we'll talk about that trade too. So I know it feels like a dry day out there, but not yet, not yet. This is a, here, things are happening. Fuck out of bed, bitch, go. Get up, get up, and then they got gold. Time to wake up, time to wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Can we switch off James's machine? That's echoing. <laughs> James. Don't know what to do with the guy. Don't know what to do with the guy. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. I know a lot of channels are telling you that it's dry out there, but it's not dry. I'm going to show you a whole lot of news today. I know a whole lot of people are um, uh, uh, talking about how Bitcoin is starting to pull back slightly, but those are the people that aren't appreciating just how far we've come since the 2nd of January. So you look at the Bitcoin chart since the 2nd of January and you bring it up to where we are. We're up 37% since the 2nd of January. So those people that are talking about a pullback, this is not a pullback. You can't even buy this. This is like not even a pullback. Also, what those people aren't seeing is just how quickly we slice through huge, um, what was supposed to be resistance levels. I mean, I just want to, I just want to sh show you again. We slice through this, 21,500 pre-FTX levels. We slice through this 200-day moving average. We slice through the 200-day exponential moving average. And we slice through this long-term downward trend that we've done. And this has all happened in the span of less than two weeks. So for those people complaining about the dry news cycle, and for those people complaining about the fact that Bitcoin isn't doing anything, well, we know that Bitcoin is. And we're going to show you a whole lot of things that are happening here today on Bitcoin, on a whole lot of altcoins. Um, and everything else. So listen, what I need you guys to do is smash that like button. If we get 2,000 likes today, the good news is that this Rolex is actually back on the table. So just to, to, to I want to tell you what, what happened yesterday because I think it was in such bad faith, but we got an email from someone because remember, we, if you get drawn, you have to, within five hours, you have to tell us that you have won the Rolex promotion. Otherwise, we draw another winner. Otherwise, your, your entry doesn't count. So someone actually faked their account number at Bybit. Can you believe that? Did you, do you not think that we're going to check the account numbers? Do you not think we're going to check the account numbers? 
So we're going to check the account numbers. We checked the account numbers. We realized that he photoshopped the winning user ID onto his account number and said, oh my God, oh my God, I won. Bro, what did you think? We we're just going to send you a Rolex. Good news for you guys is that there is this Rolex is back. So now there's three Rolexes. Remember, this is the Bybit Rolex, which will be given away by the end of Feb. This is the BitGet Rolex, which will be given away by the end of Feb. But there's also a third one, which is the same as this one, which is arriving at, my, at our office today. And that one will be given away just for just as a random, as a random draw, a random, a random prize, a random draw. So yeah. Um, cool. Listen, lots to talk about today. Remember that after this, uh, this, this stream, we are jumping onto a Twitter spaces with the great debate. Invite anybody. You, I mean, first of all, go to my Twitter, set a reminder to uh, set a reminder to, um, to join us and also retweet it and tag people that you think should join us for the great debate about whether the bottom is in or the bottom is not in. Elio Trades is joining us. Macro Alpha is joining us. Um, Matty Greenspan is joining us. Uh, Fred's talking to Joey Krug to join us too. So there's a lot happening. There's going to be a lot happening uh, after the show. Um, I guess what we're looking at now is Bitcoin taking a bit of a break and the S&P. Remember Gareth came on yesterday and he said what he wanted was he wanted confirmation. He wanted two days where the S&P closed above the line. I just want to say that we did have two days where the S&P closed above the line. It's now below that line, but we did have the two-day confirmation that Gareth spoke about. And if you zoom out and you look at it on a bigger time frame, you kind of see that Bitcoin and the S&P are now both trying to break that downward trend that they've been in since November 2021 for Bitcoin and since January 2022 for the S&P. You can kind of see that the S&P started its decline um, uh, later. And what what the narrative here was, the, the reason why the market started to go up was inflation. And up until now, we've had inflation going down. We know that inflation has been going down exponentially quicker. You can see that you can see that we were at one point at 9.1%, and then we went to 8.5, and then we went to 8.3, and then the last inflation reading was 6.5. There is some bad news on the horizon, and that's why probably the S&P is going down. And that bad news is that the Cleveland Fred is projecting inflation to be 0.58, which is, so it's, it's much higher than the, well, there was a 0.1% decline in December. So it could mean that we're seeing a little bit of a spike uh, in inflation. I'm not too concerned about it. I'm not too concerned about it. And I'll show you in a second. In fact, let me show you why. I just want to find another tweet here for you guys, um, which will show you why I'm not too concerned about it. Let me just try to find this tweet for you guys. Um, here we go. So this is a tweet that I did the other day, which showed that for the first six months of the year, well, not the first six months, the last six months, inflation was 0.9. So if we go up to, if even if we get the plus 0.5, we are back at 1.4% for seven months. 1.4% for seven months. We are, James is asking, how, how's my neck? It's still sore. I haven't been back to jujitsu yet. Um, I will go back. I will go back next week, hopefully. I'm still still struggling to to turn to turn my neck. Um, cool. So that's that. You also have DYDX exploding. So this is where DYDX started the day. I think it's like 150, 160, 154 actually. So it, that was DYDX, and now DYDX is at 192.1. Um, the reason for that is if you look at the um, unlock schedule. Now you see there's a massive unlock that was supposed to happen here. 
you can see that I don't want to touch the chart because if I do that, that's what happens. But there was a massive unlock which was supposed to happen here. 15% of the tokens. Well, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me at all. Um, that unlock seems to be delayed. And I think what's going to happen is they haven't announced it, uh, I haven't announced it publicly yet. But I think what's going to happen is that they're going to delay it until the DYDX launch on Cosmos or on, on, uh, on Cosmos. So I think that's going to be, um, they're going to delay the token unlock until this big news to go with it, which is, I think, a good strategy. So that is why DYDX is pumping. Um, another one which is pumping today, and I want to show you, is, oh, someone says that DYDX is following the Frax um, breakout. And if it does, I want to show you what Frax did. I didn't say it, but that's exactly the same pattern. And Frax went up. I mean, just you can compare it. There's there's the there's the pattern. There's the pattern. You can see that. Some other ones that are po have popped. Okay, so altcoins not having the best day in the world, but you can see the FTT down is down 8.1%. Um, you can see that the, most of them are down quite a bit, except for Aptos. So Aptos is up again. Aptos is now at $16. You know what that means? That means that Aptos is now by far the most valuable layer one. And the, the reason why this is happening is, well, there is a hackathon. If you think that a hackathon is enough, just one hackathon in Seoul on February 1st is enough to make Aptos a, one of the number one layer ones in the world, then I don't know. I, me and you don't see eye to eye. But I think what's happening here is that there is a massive, massive short squeeze on, um, on Aptos at the moment. And I think that that short squeeze on Aptos is you can see it. If you look at the funding rates, uh, we blockchain correctly pointed out. He said, according to CoinGlass, the annualized funding rate, if you want to short Aptos, is 200, minus 215% on Binance, minus 250% on Bybit, and minus 106% on OKX. All of these are sponsors, by the way, which is great. Um, so this Aptos squeeze is now the, the short squeeze um, which is happening. Now, at some point, it's going to be worth taking a short. Um, I'll let you know when I'm entering a short. Follow me on, on my Twitter at CryptoManRun. I'll let you know when I'm taking a short. But at some point, I'm definitely going to short this thing because I just think that it's ridiculous that it's happening. We also have a Cardano news later on today. So for those people who like Cardano in the chat, smash the like button. Today, we're getting some Cardano news. Of, I can see through my, my glasses here, that I, my, through my, 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 um, my screen here, I can see that uh, there's a, a big guest in the waiting room talk to us about Cardano, big news for Cardano, um, or you'll tell me if it's big news for Cardano. Um, another pump that is continuing, Canto, if you got into Canto and you haven't got out yet when we told you to get in, um, I did say take some profits, but Canto is relentlessly being pumped again. So here it is, now it's 31.8 cents. I'm, I wouldn't recommend that anyone buy this pump. You've missed this pump, reconcile with the fact that you've missed this pump. Um, we could see if you look at if you look here, we could see a pump on Phantom. So Phantom already is up this week 24%. Remember that they are speaking later today. There's a lot of Phantom speakers later today at um it, at the Quantum Miami conference. Harry speaking there, Michael Michael Kong speaking there, uh, Andrea Crenier speaking there, but he's been very clear to say that he's not, there's no announcements. Um that's happening on Friday. So keep your eyes on Phantom. Because even though there's no announcements, you know, sometimes pe sometimes people are going to read into uh, what's going on and uh, call it in, and and, um, and and understand that there is something happening behind the hood.
Okay, um, remember 2,000 likes, we draw the Rolex. No 2,000 likes, no Rolex. You've got about 20 minutes from now because that's when the show is going to end. So 20 minutes to get those likes. Um, let us see what else is going on. I did tell you guys to join our Bitcoin debate later. I'm going to be bringing... Uh, I'm going to be bringing a lot of my facts to discuss why I think the Bitcoin bottom is in. I don't think we, I mean, we could come down from here, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to go below this, um, what El Kappa calls hammer time, 15,640. It's not going to happen. Uh, and I'm going to bring my data. I did see some more data today that, that just strengthens my case. So if you're going to bring someone to debate against me, then Make sure they have data because I'm coming ready. I'm coming with a lot of data. New data today. Uh, net unrealized profit and loss shows us that Bitcoin is about to turn. You can see that every time that we go into the red and then the net unrealized profit and loss starts to go up. You can see that that is usually where the bottom is. Here it is again. Bottom again. And again, here we go. Bottom again. And we, we're going up. So that's another another data point. Um, I did tell you yesterday that's new money was flowing into the market, stable coins, more stable coins were flowing into the market. We've now had four days of more stable coins flowing into the market. So there we go. The last time we had this was in November and guess who ruined this party for us? None other than our friend SBF. So you can see that that, that happened over there. So there is stable coins. I'm watching this chart pretty closely because if we can get this uptrend of more stable coins coming into the market, that could be fantastic. So this is a, a good chart to be watching. It's a sentiment chart as well. Then you've also got the MVRV ratio, which is indicating that we are at the Bitcoin bottom. So you can see that over here. Every time that it gets to the bottom, it usually leads Bitcoin up, but it's telling us that we've seen a Bitcoin bottom. So I'm bringing data points to the great debate today. It's not about, I'm bringing data points. I'm bringing data points. Um, bring your friends, bring people who want to debate, but tell them to bring data points because if they don't have fundamental data points, don't come to this party. Don't come to this party. All right. Um, a lot of people have been comparing the Bitcoin fractal to what happened in 2019. And if this is the case, as I said to you in the beginning of the show, if, if, if Bitcoin repeats what it did in 2019, which the, they called that the echo chamber, the echo bubble, then we could get a 2.5 or 3x in Bitcoin. That's what happened in, in 2019. Now, this theory has been tweeted by a lot of people. One guy who's tweeted it, who is holding a very, very, very big long position on GMX is Andrew Kang. He says, during the great echo bubble of 2019, we had a similar pullback before Bitcoin proceeded to rip 2.7x. Momentum, pricing, and timing, market structure, positioning, and sentiment are exactly a mirror image. And I'm going to show you all of those. I'm going to show you that even when you dig deeper, you realize that the momentum was the same. The price action is the same. The timing was the same. The market structure is the same. The positioning was the same. And then I'm going to show you a whole lot of narratives that I think are actually going to play out. So this is quite a big thing. Let's quickly just go back to 20, to 2023. And you can see that so far in 2023, Bitcoin is up 36%. We said that. Um, and you probably could have guessed this because Bitcoin has never had two red years in a row. So it's always had one, one red and then a recovery the following year, year et cetera, et cetera. Um, we know also that this pump started with whales actually buying. So two massive orders from whales worth $250 million each. That happened on the 5th of January. And if you look at the 5th of January, this is when the pump actually started. So the real pump started around here. And that is that followed two um, uh, uh, massive orders 
from Wales. And what you can see here is you can see that Wales used 2023 to accumulate and the small people started to sell but Wales used 2023 to accumulate and Wales haven't sold anything. They've, they've been accumulating and accumulating and accumulating. Um, uh, so, so, so you can see that. All right, so then let's look at, at this fractal and how this, this fractal is playing out. The first thing is crossing of the 200 uh, uh, EMA, exponential moving average. That just happened. I showed you that that just happened. And the next part of it is crossing of the critical RSI level, which is something that we're waiting for now. And if this happens, then we could get this run like it happened in 2019. Now let's let's go back to 2019 and let's talk about let's go back all the way to 2019 in May and let's just have a look at how much Bitcoin pumped. So here is the pump. You can see that you know, let's take it from the bottom to the top. So this the the initial part of the pump was about 40%. But then that continued. So this pump here actually continued. And you can see that the pump, let's go, let's look at, at where the pump ended. Um, 250, 2.5, 2.5 X. So it's, it's a significant pump. And if you look at altcoins, in fact, let's look at altcoins. Let's, let's quickly get a total, total, let's get a total three chart out. Cause I think total three is the best chart to look at here. Um, in that 2019 period, if you look at altcoins, excluding Bitcoin, uh, excluding Ethereum, so let's exclude Ethereum for a second. Let's just look at what the real DGEN altcoins did in 2019 when that happened. A lot of people are saying this. Even, even Michael Burry from The Big Short is, is comparing this to, to a similar fractal. So let's look at what happened here in 2019. So you've got 2019 over here. You've got this pump, which started over here. And the first part of the pump was 100% on altcoins. And then we went all the way up to the top here, which was 20x on altcoins. So it shows you how big this pump can be if this pump actually plays out like 2019. Now, what we also realized is this, this bottom, the bottom that was at 15,600 resembled all bottoms. Okay, now what do we mean resembled all bottoms? Mass FUD, many people leaving the industry, high frequency calls for low prices, ridiculous FUD. Okay, now I saw this tweet, which was, I mean, just, just read this tweet. And this is from a big account. This is from an account, I think Paul Graham's account. Just uh, You have to read this tweet just to realize how ridiculous this, this bottom or how clear it was that it was the bottom in terms of people's sentiment and people's FUD. When big accounts that have 1.6 million followers, 1.6 million followers, tweet a tweet like this. Just, just listen to this tweet. A person I've known for more than 10 years who I consider trustworthy is convinced the cryptocurrency economy will short will shortly experience a systematic risk. I don't know anything concrete, but if I were exposed, I would be concerned. Let's look at when he made that tweet. It was the 20th of the 11th, 2022. Let's just look at where Bitcoin was on the 20th of the 11th, 2022. Okay. Uh, here we go. It was at the absolute, absolute bottom. It was at 15,600, an account with 1.6 million followers, tweets, unsubstantiated garbage FUD. He says, to protect himself, he then says, I didn't write that, he did. Since I don't know any details, I didn't feel I should edit it. And because I don't know any details, it's no use me asking what he means. If you've read the preceding tweet, you know as much as I do. So that is what you usually get at a crypto bottom. That's what, what you usually get in a crypto bottom. Um, a friend, Mike McLone from Bloomberg says the following. He says, look, Bitcoin 20,000, this is Bitcoin 5,000 in 2019, a base 
uh, a base or fighting the Fed. One of the best performing assets in 2023, Bitcoin, may have reached the bottom, or is it bouncing? Is it a bouncing bear? And our bias is, uh, and our bias is both with a big difference from a similar pattern at the start of 2019. The Fed is actually tightening. So he says this at this time, the Fed is actually tightening where the Fed wasn't tightening in 2019. So maybe this time actually is different. Maybe, maybe, maybe this time actually is different. But then I find another article which kind of says that maybe this time it's not that different after all, because if you look at the US two-year Fed fund yields and you compare 2019 to 2023, you can see that the two-year Fed fund yields actually started to decline. So from a Fed interest rate or a global interest rate point of view, the fractal is playing out exactly like it did in 2019. Here you can see rates are just starting to decline on the US Treasury bill. And then here you've seen exactly the same thing. So maybe it's not as different as people think. Maybe it's not that different as people think. And you can see um, someone else says, during the 2019 echo bubble, Bitcoin rallied up all the way to the 618 FIB retracement level. If Bitcoin were to repeat that in 2023, we would see a move all the way up to 48 or 50K. So a lot of people are seeing the similarity between 2023 and 2019. And if we do get that, then you could have a 2.5x on Bitcoin, which would take us up to um, 48 or 50K. And if that happened, I don't even want to think what would happen to I don't even want to start thinking about it because it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So that's the comparison. Again, it's not my comparison. I just showed you all the data points which I find. I do believe that the cycle has changed. I do believe that if the cycle has changed, you need to be in a position where um, where you're ready to capitalize on all the narratives that are going to be driving the cycle. Because um, remember, crypto is all about narratives. And if you catch a narrative early, then you could make life-changing money. So it's all about trying to work out what the next narratives are going to be. And if you can catch out catch what the next narratives are going to be, that's when you're going to make uh, real life-changing money. People are asking about the Rolex. You want it? You know, you know what you need to do? 2,000 likes. Josh, how many likes are there? There's 900 likes. You guys have got 1,100 to go. I don't think we're going to make it today. I, 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 don't, I don't think we're going to make it today. I, I just get this feeling. We're not going to make it today. Um, so yes, if you are hunting for narratives, I saw this tweet, which was a very, very, very good tweet. Um, this guy really, really, really gets it. So his name is Alpha Nons Intern. I should probably follow him if I don't. I am following him. He says, finding the next catalyst from um, lessons from a historical market. And he looks at all the different catalysts in both the bull market and the bear markets. And you can go look at this tweet in your own time, but he looks at all the bull market narratives and he looks at all the bear market narratives and he draws certain conclusions. And one of the conclusions that he draws is he draws um, conclusions uh, which say that, that historically products built in a bear market tend to become the main narratives of the bull market. And I remember this very, very much from NFTs. NFTs were actually built in the bear market, right? Um, and they exploded in the bull market. So if you could work out what's being built in the bear market, that could be the next narrative for a bull market. And one of the things that I'm going to show you later on around Koti is something that was built in the bear market and is launching now in the bear market and is going to go and is going to be, could be one of the narratives for the, for the bull market, maybe on Cardano, maybe on, on uh, a whole lot of other things, which, which I'll show you in a sec. So, um, he looks at some of the narratives, some of the potential catalysts for the fourth bull market. And when he did this, I realized that his narratives and our narratives when we built a portfolio earlier this week were very similar. So what are they? I did say to you that I think we're going to see a massive narrative around Ethereum 2 and 
the L2s. I think the L2s are going to drive a huge, huge, huge narrative. Um, I think that's going to be the narrative that leads the blur. And I think we're very, very, very aligned there. And I did say to you that you should put 10% of your portfolio into ETH L2s. We only allocated 2.5% of our portfolios. But I said to you, 7.5% comes... Um, uh, uh, um, 7.5% of the of of the um of your money should be ready to deploy into ETH L2s. Then Web3 adoption by Web2 giants, which is one that I haven't spoken about. Game Studio Rush. Gaming, gaming, gaming is gonna drive um is gonna drive this. Fred Ursam, who's by the way, was one of the co-founders of Coinbase, he says, How does crypto get to 1 billion users? Games with crypto-based money or items get popular. Games is the only way we go to a billion users. And he says, for a sense of scale, the largest games like Fortnite have two to 400 million users. And this will take years, but it's plausible and orthogonal to, uh, to the pure financial case. So gaming is another narrative, which I want you guys to keep your eyes open. You got to have gaming tokens in your portfolios. And I wouldn't be buying games. I would be buying gaming studios or I would be buying gaming tokens that give you upside into the studios. Okay, then um, alt alternative layer one ideation. That's a big narrative. What do they mean by alternative layer one ideation? They're talking about things like Aptos, like Sui, where they're saying, look, we, we have a certain layer one type of, type of layer one, but let's look for alternatives. Let's look for new languages like Move. Let's look for, for stuff like that. So that's another narrative, which we really, really want to watch in this bull market, then play to earn or X to earn, play to earn, move to earn, step to earn, sweat to earn. Do you know what they should do? Do you know what they should do? Because I'll get involved in that one. I'll tell you, I'll get involved in that one. They should do a sex to earn. Imagine like, imagine you could, why don't they do it? I mean, you, you, it's, you are sweating, you're burning calories, you are releasing endorphins, happy wife, happy life. Happy mistress, happy unhappy wife. They should do that. So, so if they did that, that would be amazing. I mean, that. Hear me out, you. Just hear me out, you. Hear me out, you. Just for a second. If you can have move to earn, if you can have like step in where you buy running shoes, an NFT of running shoes, and you earn money, and that the reason why they do that is because it gets your heart rate going and it makes you live longer and be happy. Why can't they do a a? I mean, what do you call it? Like. Let's call it let's call it move to earn, okay? Just let's move to earn, just so that YouTube doesn't wipe off our show. I think it's a great idea. If anyone, if there are any developers out there and they are looking for a blockchain related idea, move to earn is great. Move to earn is good. And then the last one, which is one that we've been quite bullish on for a while, I think it's going to be a big narrative is NFT finance. We, as you know, are holders in JPEG. Um, I think JPEG is amazing. If you don't have it in your portfolio, look to add that to your portfolio. But it's amazing to see that his narratives and our narratives were super aligned. And the main thing is that things that were built in a bear market became the narratives in the bull market. And I saw that in 2017. I said to you, NFTs was the best market case. Love to earn. There we go. There we go. I love to earn. I like that. I like that. I like that. Love to earn. Quickly register the domain. Josh, go to GoDaddy, register the domain, love to earn. In fact, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it right now. I bet you one of these banter DJs is already sending me to it. Hold on, GoDaddy. 
Hold on, I'm, I'm registering. I'm registering this name. Don't you guys beat me to it? Hold on, let's go. Love to earn. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Love. Are you crazy? Ten thousand dollars. You lost your mind. Okay, hold on, hold on. I want ten thousand dollars for that domain. Five thousand dollars for the five thousand dollars they want for the love to earn domain. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Okay, wait, well, we have to get that domain. We, we have to get that domain, guys. We have to get that domain. We have to build it in the bear markets. It becomes a narrative for the bull market, right? Because the the stuff that's being built here in the bear market, that, that those are going to be the, the biggest narratives in, in the bull market. And there is a project that has been built in the bear market and will be one of the narratives in, in the bull market. I'll, and I'll tell you that. Uh, I have been watching this chart. I don't know if you guys have been watching this chart. I want to show you this chart. But if you've been watching the Coty chart, what you've seen is that if you look at it in the last 14 days, it's been on a steady, steady, steady uptrend. And the reason why this, this chart's been on a steady uptrend is because Coty is developing the new stablecoin that's launching on Cardano. So a lot of people are mistakenly calling this thing a algorithmic stablecoin. It's not an algorithmic stablecoin. Okay, so a lot of I've seen a lot of big publications actually calling it a, a algorithmic stablecoin. It's not. It's not. It's a new type of stablecoin. It's an overcollateralized stablecoin that's being built by Koti. I've got the founder of Koti with us, Shachaf. Welcome, brother. Hey, Ron. Happy to be here again. What do you think of 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 love to earn? Uh, well, I think sex to earn is already there. It's kind of like the oldest profession in the world, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying like, like I'm, I don't mean like selling your body. I mean like, like you know, you know, like being with your partner, you know, and maybe some of her friends, and then you know, and yeah, then you well, earn, you earn for every someone is paying for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shachaf, let's talk about uh, the the news. You guys have been in development for a long time. You're launching the Jed stablecoin on Koti. As far as I know, this is the first stablecoin. No, it's the, not the first, but it's the first major stablecoin that's launching on Koji, right? It's, uh, it's the first major stablecoin launching on, uh, on Cardano. Uh, that's okay, true. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now tell, tell us how it works. Tell us how, how JED works. I think a lot of people are very, very, very scared of um, algorithmic stablecoins. There is a perception out there that you guys are launching an algorithmic stablecoin. It's not algorithmic at all, right? No, no, not at all. Look, we have algorithm everywhere, right? My washing machine has an algorithm in it, but it's different. So you have fiat stable coins, right? Very capital efficient, but you need to trust a centralized entity. You should be wary of censorship. We know the limitations of, um, of centralized fiat-backed stable coins. If you're going to the digital realm, then you have algorithmic stable coins, which people are scared of because you need to trust this mechanism. Uh, and we've seen that fail. Uh, multiple times and then you have over collateralized stable coins right so collateral being uh other crypto and the problem is is obviously volatility so the only way to solve that is by over collateralizing an asset problem there is that it's not very capital efficient right you're getting less than one dollar worth of stable coin whenever you deposit um so jet actually solved that and it actually offers uh, 4x to 8x over collateral, collateral uh, with ADA. And 
the magic behind it is the introduction of a new token called Shen, which is a speculative asset. You deposit uh, ADA to a smart contract to over collateralize the stable coin. So then when someone comes with a dollar, they can get $1 worth of JED of stable coin. And the reason you're doing that is because you're getting a lot of upside. You're getting all the, uh, the fees associated with the protocol. You're getting farming rewards. Um, you're getting LP, to LP tokens and rewards. So um, it's a speculative asset. Uh, and, and we estimated to gain about 30% um uh, a year just by holding shen so this is like okay, the big upside let's talk about the mechanism because it sounds a little bit confusing so if i want to participate in this ecosystem how so walk me through what i do to participate in the ecosystem great so um it, it's fairly straightforward you go to jed.xyz you connect mm -hmm. uh, a cardano based wallet nami specifically uh, and you can deposit ada to a smart contract and then either mint Jed, the stablecoin, or mint Shen, the speculative asset. Um, until there is a collateral of 4x, you can only deposit ADA to the smart contract and get the speculative asset. When that over-collateralization was reached, you can start on minting Jed, right? Because now we're over-collateralized and we're safe. And you can do go all the way to 8x. When we okay. get into ADEX. And the Shen owners, because they are taking the risk, because they took the first risk, I take it that they're going to earn the majority of the fees associated with the with the with with Jed, right? You're right. They're getting all the fees associated with Jed. They're getting farming rewards. They're getting staking rewards. Uh, they're getting a lot of rewards, actually. Okay. Uh, so and, and that is limited, by the way, because if we are reaching ADEX collateral, at that point, you can no longer mint. Shen, we we don't we don't want to dilute all the Shen holders. So this is like the how incentive it is. The incentive is deposit Cardano. The more Cardano you ADA, the more ADA you deposit, the more Shen you earn. Up until a certain point, at eight x it stops, and yeah, you can't deposit anymore. Exactly, you, you can't deposit anymore. Okay, that's amazing. So I understand how how Shen and Jed work. Um, and you're saying that you estimate that people will earn thirty percent fees on Shen. Yeah, that's the estimation right now. Okay. Now, what happens? How does Cody benefit from the whole thing? Because I know that Cody, Cody developed the, the, the coin, and we know that Cody started running up in anticipation of the launch of the coin, right? Yeah, and probably rightfully so, because Cody, as the operator of Jed, is collecting a 0.5% fee from all transactions. So we take that ADA, we swap it to Cody at the market, Right, and then we're taking the Cody that we just bought. We're putting it in Cody's uh, treasury, and then distribute it to those who stake in Cody's treasury, which is like I would say roughly forty something percent of all uh, Cody holders. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so now I need to ask you a question. I know that on Cardano we don't have USDC, we don't have USDT. Why do you think that Cardano is a top ten chain? And it's probably the only top 10 chain that doesn't have USDC and USDT. Like it doesn't have, you look at um, Near Protocol, which is a much lower market cap, has USDT. You have Tron, which has a much lower market cap, which has USDT, USDC. Um, why do you think that, that up until now, Cardano doesn't have USDC and USDT, which are the basics? 
look, development uh, over Cardano uh, used to be difficult. It's far easier now with Vasil, hard fork, and smart contracts and everything. So the DeFi ecosystem, the payment ecosystem in Cardano is, is uh, ramping up this last year, right? So now it's actually the best time to launch a stable coin on Cardano to, to boost everything. And Jed is going to be the biggest stable coin on, on Cardano, like we, we know right now, just in terms of liquidity of what's about to be provided in terms of ADA. This will be like a major token on the Cardano network and by far the biggest stable coin. So this is why we're so optimistic about it. Who is providing you? You mentioned that people are providing liquidity. You said, you, you said I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pick up words, you know, like I'm, that's how I'm trained. Let's call them the ADA whales. So ADA whales are going to provide huge collateral to get a whole lot of shen because they want to kickstart the ecosystem. And also JED, because there, there are some benefits to JED as well, right? Because you can get farming rewards, you can provide liquidity indexes, all these uh, beautiful things. So, I mean, this could actually start a little DeFi run in Cardano because up until now, there hasn't been a real stable coin. So it, I, I expect it to do so, yeah. Okay, and also so with, with payments, by the way. When does this happen? So if all goes well, next week. Okay, and if all doesn't go well? Then a few days later. Okay, but you're talking about like, like you're talking about in a week to 10 days, it's, we've got- It's imminent, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there, there's actually just one last thing that we're thinking now and, and we're good to go. Okay, while I have you, um, Koti, tell me a little bit about what's going on in the Koti business. I haven't heard, I mean, I haven't, I'm a Koti holder, as you know, full disclosure, yep. everyone knows that. Uh, I was an advisor to the project long time ago when the project launched. Very keen to know how you guys are doing at Koti uh, when you remove the Corona stablecoin. So other than that, uh, I would say the big things right now in Koti are Koti's treasury. So this is like an app we've developed uh, uh, more than a year ago. Uh, immediate success, uh, more than 40% of Koti's supply is now deposited in, in Koti's treasury. And, and that continues to grow. I think we, we are about to hit like the half a billion uh, mark in terms of TVL of, of Cody Lock there. Um, and what we are about to do, which is super exciting, is to launch GCOTI, which is the governance token for this treasury uh, as part of uh, us decentralizing yeah. this treasury. Wait, and, so wait, uh, so half a billion Cody tokens or half a billion dollars? Half, half a billion, billion Cody tokens. Which is about $50 million today. Today, yeah. Today. Okay, amazing. So we've got fifty million dollars to to start uh, to to start making to to start playing around with. Shakhab, good to see you, my friend. Thanks a lot, man. Keep building, brother. Keep building. You've been around for long enough to know that what you build now is going to be the narratives of the next bull market, right? Absolutely. Alrighty. So that's Shakhab. Uh, we do have Tesla earnings after the bell today. Um, remember that one thing that we should look out for with with Tesla is whether or not they're holding or sold any of their Bitcoin. And I mean, maybe they'll make an announcement at some point that they are ready to start accepting Bitcoin for Tesla purchase. No one really cares because you would never ever sell your Bitcoin to buy a car. You just use your fiat to buy a car. No one would ever sell their Bitcoin to buy a car. Um, also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but BlockFi, um, there was a leak document. And in that leak document, they, they revealed that 1.2 billion dollars of their losses it were actually related to Alameda and to FTX. Now that was rumored to be much lower before, but there was a leaked document yesterday, and in that leaked document it shows that the um, 
they have $415 million worth of, of assets linked to FTX and $831 million linked to Alameda uh, at the moment. And the thing that I saw here is the split of how the clients are split. So like $1,000 clients, you've got 480 clients and 250,000 to a million dollar clients, you've got 748 clients. So this is like just showing you the split of who's suffering um, with this uh, block file, with this block file liquidation. Um, another thing which I saw, which probably is worth talking about, is the SEC doing everything they can to protect investors. Now here is John Reedstock, who is a, I think he's a, he says, having served for 11 years as chief of SEC's office of internet enforcement, I believe the design language of the crypto Ponzi scheme is multifaceted grift comprised of a wide range of falsehoods, all calculated to dupe consumers. Here are 12 egregious examples. And he goes through a whole lot of things and he just says, crypto is a revolutionary equalizer for the unbanked and will heal historical injustices. False. And he links an article to it. At its heart, crypto is a uniquely innovative way to restore freedom and liberty to individuals. False. And he links another article to it. So you may want to, you know, if you want to get a more balanced view, you may want to go and read this, this guy's stuff. I'm not reading it. It's a waste of time. Um, yeah, I did see some other news as well. Roger Ver, who was one of the people that pushed for Bitcoin Cash. You can't say he's a founder because he's no real founder of Bitcoin Cash. Um, he got a summons from Genesis that he has to pay $20 million for crypto options. So um, I wonder, you know, this is the second time we had, we had Roger Ver against CoinFlex earlier this year. Um, I did see this as well. Coin CEO of, so the CEO of, Shop, of Shopify has purchased $1.5 million of Coinbase shares in the last month. He's not the only one to have purchased. Remember, I purchased. Kathy Wood also purchased. Let's quickly look at how Coinbase is doing. Uh, 40, it's a little bit down today. Great. I want this thing to be under 40. If this thing goes under 40, I'm buying more, more Coinbase shares. Um, yeah. G-Trade gains. Um, it's the reason why I like Coinbase so much. Here it is. So I looked at the web stats for the last 90 days. Now, the, the exchange volume can lie, but you know what can't lie? What can't lie is the um, the web traffic. And you can see that, look, Binance has the majority of the web traffic. Number two in terms of web traffic is the NFT DGNs on OpenSea. Coinbase has 100, is, is, is three, and Bybit is four. So you, you ask about why we choose Bybit, why we love Bybit so much. Well, you can see that they are the fourth in terms of web traffic. And to us, that means that they could be pretty solid unless there's shenanigans. And we don't think that there's shenanigans uh, done there. Um, someone says stocks are down right now. Let's have a look. <coughs> How much are stocks down? I can see that they're down, but let's just quickly go and check the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 is down 1.6%. US tech down 3%. Why is it down? I mean, you got to take your head off to Bitcoin for holding. While all these things are down, Bitcoin holding at 20,000, 22,500, which is, I think, absolutely unbelievable. Um, let's look at that DYDX position because I think DYDX, okay, it's come down because the markets are coming down. Uh, I don't think this is the beginning of a huge pullback. I think it's, it's just temporary, but let, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Alrighty, do we have 2,000 likes? Yes or no? Just Let's just get straight to the point. No, what, what are the numbers? All right, so I'm going to give it two minutes because I think it's fair. Let me just get my, my clock. Two minutes to get the extra 700 likes and then we give away the rolex again if you are the winner of the rolex you need to claim your rolex within five hours if not we draw again tomorrow 
you've got 60 seconds, friends. And in that 60 seconds, I'm going to start answering some questions if there are any questions here. How's your AVAC short? I cut that AVAC short over the weekend. I told you, I cut it 17 bucks. Uh, 60, 90, and 17, I think I cut it. And I think probably AVAX would probably be there now. 17, 21. Okay. Um, everyone says much alpha. We try and bring you the highest alpha per show. H highest alpha per minute show on the internet. We try. Um, if I win the Rolex, can I get its value in DOT? Yeah, I'm willing to buy it from you. I'm willing to buy it from you and pay you in DOT. No problem. Um, soul dumping. Bro, I don't know what you're looking at. I'm looking at Sol. Sol is one of the only tokens that's up. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, I guess the crash is because of poor Microsoft results. Then the market would have crashed earlier in the futures. Oh, don't forget there's spaces uh, starting in half an hour. So half an hour from now, the great debate, Twitter spaces. Go to my Twitter profile. Um, thanks, thanks, Charles. Thanks for reminding us. Um, Injective is pumping, yes, because they launched... Uh, a new ecosystem fund. Um, I think it's a $150 million ecosystem fund. We're big holders of Injective. We invested in the ICO back in 2018. Up, yes, baby, 30% today. Look at Injective based on, based on that news. Um, great for Injective. Great news, great news, great news. Let's look at Aptos because Aptos, let's look at Aptos because Aptos deserves to be shorted. And I was sitting here talking to you guys when I could have been shopped. Uh, uh, Aptos can still be shorted, can still be shorted. Problem is you're paying 250% fees on Bybit. You're paying on, on lending rate. The lending rate is too high. The lending is, is too high. Uh, time is up. What are the numbers? 1.4. Okay, we didn't make it today. We didn't make it today. 1.5. We didn't make it today. I mean, not all days are good days. Not all days. It doesn't happen every day. See you guys again in about half an hour on Twitter Spaces. Then I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, have fun. Trade well, my friends.